of Jesus. Oh, there is power, oh, power in the name of the Lord. There is power, a power in the name of the Lord. There is power, oh, power in the name of the Lord. There is I want to take you to the book of Exodus. We'll begin to read from uh, 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 verse 12 there. This is Moses. I like Moses. At this time, he has encountered God before, but he's going to do something that is so different, and there is something I want to point out to you. I, I don't want to preach to you. I don't want to preach. I, wanna, I, I just want to share some nuggets tonight. Because it's not about preaching tonight. We want to cross over from 2017 into 2018 with the presence of God. Or knowing the presence of God. Or acknowledging to understand that we can have all that we have in within our skills. But without God being present in our lives, we will fail. What makes us depressed, what makes us stressful, what makes life so difficult is when we don't have the presence of God. Jesus died on the cross not to give us religion. He died on the cross to restore the presence of God back into the people's lives. Because remember, Adam and Eve were living in the praises of God. And when sin entered the world, what it did is that it separated people from the very praises of God. Because when you understand that with the praises of God, you can do all that God created you to do. And without the presence of God, you can have knowledge, you can have the skills, but you still continue to struggle. 18. Here is Moses. It's, uh, we read, it says, uh, one day Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. Now, let's back up a little bit. If you read in the book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 13, you, when God was first calling Moses, Moses first said, what did he say? Well, send someone else. Send someone else. But here, Moses has, is catching up to what God wants to do. He says, well, you've been telling me to lead these people, meaning to cross over to go into the promised land. God has been telling Moses, cross over with the people into the promised land. But Moses is going to do something that is very unique, and it's a model for us tonight to understand. We can't enter 26, uh, uh, 2018 without God. Here Moses says, uh, you, you, you have been telling me, take these uh, people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name and look favorably on you. Now look at this. God has told Moses, I know you by name. I look at you with favor. If it was you and me, we'll be content right there. We'll be like, oh, God knows my name. Oh, my name is written in the Lambs of God. I'm not content with that. I want him and all of him. So Moses isn't satisfied just because God knows him. 
or his favor is upon his life. Look, in life there are levels. And you're going to see what distinguishes the people of God here. Moses knows, God knows my name, thank you. I look at you favorably, thank you. We need the favor of God. But Moses knows I need something more bigger, more greater, more powerful, more tangible, and that is the presence of God. What he used to say here, he says that in, a, in, a, in verse 13, if it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more, more fully. And continue to enjoy your favor and remember that this nation is your very own people. First, he began to say, well, I want to know your words. Remember, the children of Israel knew the acts of God. They didn't know the ways of God. And what causes us to know the ways of God is knowing the presence of God. Because when you know God is present, you will know his ways. Where there is sin, there is no presence of God. People know about God, but they don't know the ways of God. What makes you and me unique to do something tangible in life, it's not because we know God. We have to know the ways of God, the character of God, the nature of God. How does he operate? How does he work like? You know, you can know all you want to know about God until you know his revealed character and power. Then you're going to have the confidence to say, my hope is built on Christ alone. How we will go through 2018 with my hope on Christ alone. Meaning he will fight for you. He will defend you. He will stand with you. And with God and in God, there is nothing that the enemy can do to destroy the destiny that God created you for. We're talking about the praises of God. Here he continues, uh, uh, Moses continues, and he says in verse 14, now the, God is replying to him, sorry, I will personally, look at this, it's getting personal. Say personal. It's getting personal. It's getting personal here. God wants to be personal to you. He is not just a figure that we read about in the Bible. He's not just a religious stuff that we preach about. He wants to be personal in you. He wants to be the person in you. The Bible says when he got the, the Christ in you, he's what? The hope of glory. Why? He is present. God, he wants to take personal. He wants to be too personal with you. That is the difference that uh, we see with any other religion. They don't have a personal relationship. Now, if you look what's happening here and what Jesus came to do on the cross, he came to restore our relationship personally with God. Meaning you don't have to go into a corner in the booth to confess your sin or to have somebody go and access God for you. Jesus restored that relationship so you and me can boldly go to the Father and say, God, I need your help. God, I need your healing. God, I need you to make me fruitful. And God will do it. You don't need any person in between apart from Jesus. That is what God came to restore. 
He did not come to restore religion. He came to restore our personal relationship with God. God wants to be personal with you. And when God is personal in your life, let me tell you something. The enemy cannot play games with you. Again, God wants to be a person you just talk to. Uh, this, uh, this, um, three weeks ago, when our son was born, it was one of the most traumatic moments I've ever experienced in my life. I could have lost my wife and my son at the same time. It was uh, as bad as it gets in the labor room. And I, I'm, I, I know lots of people around the world. I'm known by so many people. I felt so lonely in that moment. I had nobody to call. And then I realized... I have this person who sticks closer, more than a brother, more than religion, more than anything else. His name is Jesus. I stormed out of that room as, as my wife, she was dying here. My son was dying there. I went into, into the hallway and then I did not begin to pray like shout or anything. I talked to God and I have been saying I talked to God for the first time time and the result is what you see my wife is here my son is good no healthy complication when you talk to god god will act on your behalf all god wants to do is to be personal with you he's the person you talk to in the morning good morning my father good morning holy spirit how is it going how are we gonna get by how is the 2018 my father talk to god don't make him this spiritualized figure he is a person and he has put the holy spirit as the person in your life you can talk to him and you can do what he wants to do in your life you see, people don't understand. They think the religion is just this. No, no, no. God wants to be personal in your life. Here, Moses continues. Sorry, God is replying to Moses. I will personally go with you, Moses. And I will give you what? Rest. What too many Christians don't have is rest. We are restless. We know the word, we go and worship, we pray, we do everything, but we don't have rest. Let me tell you, why we don't have rest is that, it's, it's that we don't have the presence of God. Because where the presence of God is, there is liberty. And where there is liberty, there is a freedom. And where there is a freedom, there is rest. You can rest. You don't have money in your account, you can rest. You are sick, you're looking for healing, you can rest. You know a person who can heal you. You know a person who has all the power. You know the person who has all the keys. You know the person who makes things work. And his name is my God, Abba Father, Adonai, Elohim, Yahweh, El Shaddai. He is my provider. When you know God at a personal level, things get personal. You can't live in stress. Too many Christians are depressed. They have the Bibles, they have 20 Bibles, some even in their trunk in their vehicle. And they're still depressed. Why? We haven't understood that the personal God wants to be personal to me, to walk with me. When I'm walking, when I'm waking, when I'm going anywhere, he wants to be the person that sticks closer than anybody else. 
Here he says, uh, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Amen. Have you read that scripture? I'm not going to panic. God, without God, I'm nothing. Without God, I'm totally dead. I was dying in sin until he showed up. Thus, I don't need religion alone. I want the master himself. Here, Moses, it's getting too personal. He says, I, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. And of God. Moses could have gone. Remember God said, He's, he's shown favor upon him. He knows his name. That could have been enough for Moses to say, I'm taking off. I'm going. But Moses knew that's not enough. We need to cross to, to possess the land that you've been promising our forefathers. And we know there are enemies there. We know there'll be discouragement on the way. We know there'll be battles on the way. So just you knowing my name or looking at me with favor won't help me fight my enemy. I want your present because where God is present, the enemies scatter. <laughs> Look how Moses is thinking here. Look how Moses is thinking. Very unique. Really very unique. Very unique. Yeah, you know my name. Thank you. You've got, uh, you show me favor. Thank you, Lord. But you know what? I'm going to face discouragement. Just knowing your name, just you knowing my name won't help me when I'm discouraged. Discouragement can be overcome where the presence of God is. Because there is what? Rest. Do you want to go through 2018 while resting in the presence of God? Like resting. Nothing panicking. I'm not panicking where my paycheck is going to come from. And I'm not going to manipulate God. I'm not going to preach to you prosperity message. I have a bigger God. He owns everything in the world. I trust him. I stand in him. I stand on his word. Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach, they knew God so well, such that they told King Nebuchadnezzar, even if God doesn't save us, we will not worship you. We know this God very well and personally. <laughs> oh, maybe you've never heard this one before. Personally, God wants to be personal to you. This is the word. <laughs> the word, the real stuff. Because when you know personally God, then everything must pave the way for that person in your life. For the person of God, even the things that comes to entangle in our lives must pave the way. Why? Because you have a person with you. His name is God. He may be invisible, yet his power and his tangibleness is visible. Oh. And on your people as well. But if you don't go with us, for your presence among us sets your people and me apart from other people on earth. Your other translation will say this, distinguishes. Meaning your presence is what distinguishes us from any other people, including our enemies. So if you just send me with favor, if you just send me by knowing my name, 
it won't be enough because what distinguishes us is the power, the very power and presence of God. So Moses is trying to tell God here, I'm thankful for all that you've given me. I am content for all that you've given me, but I know I can have all of you. He continues here, 17. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by my name. And then Moses now gets, he's getting it. He's just going deeper into it. Because if God is personal with you, then he has to show up. It's a personal matter. If you are sick, he must feel that my son is sick. Because it's personal. Have you ever, for some of you who've got kids, your kid just hit themselves so bad and your tears just drops just like that. Have you ever done that? Or somebody you love so much and uh, they, maybe they're, they are almost dying on the, on, on, in, in the hospital and uh, you didn't plan on crying and then tears just comes down like that. Why? They are too personal to you. You don't just cry just like that. You won't just cry for a stranger like that. You just, oh, poor man. That's all you're going to say. For somebody who is not personal, oh, poor man. Oh, that little poor girl. But with somebody so close to you, you're going to cry. Why? It's personal. When God is personal in your life, everything you ask, it has to be done. It has to be done. That's when the scriptures comes in to say, he will give you the desires of your heart. Why is that scripture very important? It's talking to a people who have a personal relationship with God, not to religious people. Know me personally, and I will give you the desires of your heart. Here Moses gets it too personal, and he says in verse 18, Then show me your glorious presence. Wow. A personal relationship. A personal relationship. That is what Jesus died for. That is why he sacrificed his son. So that we can have that personal relationship and enjoy his glory. In Hebrew, it's called kavod. A sheer gravity, meaning tangible. And where the glory of God is, the enemy paves the way. Let's read this. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose. Now look at this. When the presence of God shows up, what, what, is show, what shows up as well? Mercy. Are you reading that text? Sin. What is going on here with Moses? Moses could have just heard that instruction, lead the people. And he's leading them. But Moses was smart enough. Listen, people of God. Just because you are called doesn't mean that you have to go. He can call you. But is his presence with you? 
just because you have a gift doesn't mean that, oh, you have an a, a, a entrepreneur spirit. Doesn't mean that you can start off right away and you, you excel. It's the presence of God with you. Because where the presence of God is, doors opens of God. Get hold of the presence of God. Some of you, you're praying for your family members, those people that maybe, maybe people who are not doing too well. Get hold of the presence of God and begin to pray, not religiously, but to pray from a position of knowing the presence of God. We will go wherever you proclaim that word. Moses knew the importance of having the presence of God. And it's unfortunate today we, the church, have forgotten about that. We have forgotten the reason why Jesus died. We have forgotten why he had to go to the... Take it, take it in the name of Jesus. Take it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, power, power, power. Oh, power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Power 